Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back again, man. Back again with my co-host. Water, man. This water I be drinking, man, be tearing me up, man. In terms of I be having to pee hard and fast. Out of nowhere, man, it just be like, go now. Be going straight through, man. Cleaning me out. Look at the work I've done. Look at the work. If you can't, if you just listening to the podcast, I'm already halfway done with my gallon for the day. And it's only 1.25 p.m. PM, man, listen. Water is life. Water is everything. I say it, man. I love it. I mean it. If there's one thing I want you to take from me is that Tony really valued water. He cherished it. He held it. He caressed it. He had a baby with water, man. He married water. This is what I, I want y'all to take this with you. When you, when you, when Tony Baker comes to mind, I want you to be like, man, Tony Baker, man, water. I want that to be the next thing. Then funny. Tony Baker, man, water, then funny. Because without the, without the water, there is no funny. Ain't shit funny when you ain't got no water. Ain't shit funny when you ain't got no water, man. It's serious business without water. Raggedy, musty-ass, dry business. So just know that you need every molecule of the water that's out here. All right, I want you to cherish it. I want you to respect it. And I want you to think of me. Every time you're drinking water, every time you're enjoying water, every time you're in the shower, think of me. Think of me every shower you take. Like, man, man, I'm, I'm really in here with this water, man. Tony Baker. That's how I want it to go. No pause, no none of that, man. Press play. When you in the shower, I want you to think of me, goddamn. Because the water is key up in that mug. Okay? That's what I want going on right here, right now. That's what I want going on, man. Shout out to the to the Chatsworth. The patron saints are in here. Lana, it's Miss Smiley, Tony Ant, Dad Crizzle, Jay Finesse, Sharon McBee. Miss Re Renee, Sherry Tucker, Two Jesse, Dam Foster, Terrence C, Nana P, Wendy Morgan, Tony Ant, Styler, nineteen eighty three, Shakinia Walker, KC, your big debut career coaching and consulting, Geraldine Townsend, Joseph Reeves, yours truly, Pretty Pisces. Jerome, Candy Cammy, Jamal B, D Pulliam, Sherry Tucker, Mr. Enigma, Mrs. Incredible, man, Kobe McGuire, Craig, EB918, LBC Rondo, Mike H, Miss Joycey, Lord Devin, Just V, J Finesse, Sandy J. Aaron James, goddammit, Tanya G, Passionate for God, Simone L. Plump Pisces. I want to thank y'all, man. I want to thank y'all for pulling up, man. I appreciate y'all. I cherish y'all. I hold y'all dearly. And um, yeah, man, I love y'all, man. I'm glad y'all are here. And I'm going to go on Instagram and see what's going on out here. I'm going to go to Instagram right in your face. And seeing what's going on out here. Yo, let me tell you this right here, right now. Uh, first of all, shout out to Amir on the ones and twos back up in here. Back up in here. Shout out to him. Um, Southwest Airlines departures halted nationwide due to a technical issue. So whatever technical issue Southwest is having is halting nationwide nationwide southwest is like yo man this ain't right we shutting down the studio southwest what's going on y'all is and now the piece said again so southwest does this apparently i like southwest airlines two bags fly free 
I don't like how Southwest gives you no TV option. I don't like that. And I really don't like I really don't like how you don't you can't buy your seat in advance. You 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 can do all the stuff early and get you know get in that A group, but you don't know where exactly you'll be sitting. That's 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 some nitpicky stuff I don't like about Southwest Airlines. You you can damn near get caught up in that middle seat. If you if you don't act fast, if you don't check in fast enough, Southwest Airlines gonna throw you in that middle seat. You're gonna be C sixty five. If you in that C group, the Southwest Airlines. If you in, if you in a high numbered C, oh, you in that middle seat. You might as well just keep walking on that goddamn plane and just be like, oh, it's so far to the back. Oh, I hope I can get a window or an aisle, man. Good luck. You're going to be in that middle. And wherever you're going, man, it's always a full goddamn flight. When you see 65, get ready for that young middle. And you're going to be in between some big people, too. They're going to be big wide. And you're going to be right up in that middle messing around with Southwest. You better check in early. You better set your alarm clock. As soon as that 24-hour period hit, here's the code. Here's the cheat code. Set your alarm clock for exactly 24 hours before you're supposed to leave. Check in in that exact moment. And that, that will place you higher on the, on, the, on the group list. You check in early enough. If you don't want to pay for the early bird, you just check in 24 hours on the dot. And that hopefully that'll get you in the lower A's and the higher B's. But other than that, man, whoo! You bet you better not check in last minute. You're gonna be in that middle seat. Tough. But Southwest, man, bags fly free. You get two free bags. That's heavenly right there. I don't know what kind of technical issues they having, but fix that shit. Here's the thing about airlines, man. When they having technical issues, fix your shit. Give, give them grace. When airlines have technical issues, whatever's going on, give them grace, especially if it has anything to do with the actual planes themselves. Don't rush the process. Don't skim off the top. Don't phone it in on the repairs. Make sure that shit is up to par. You got lives on the line. I don't want them rushing no process when it comes to fixing airplanes. Make sure that shit is correct. Make sure it is thorough. Make sure we are good to go. I know we want to get somewhere and we impatient, but hey, guess what? If you crash, guess what? Your impatience ain't even going to matter. Wherever you was in a hurry to go, it matters not because you're dead. A horrible plane crash death. Is that what you want? Let them fix their shit. Sit your ass down, relax, hang in there. You'll be okay. You're alive. Keep that in mind, man. Keep that in mind. Um, there was a young man um, that was that was shot. His name was Ralph Yarrow. He was shot because he went to the wrong house, and a man named Andrew Lester shot him just because he was at the front door. And there was a post I saw earlier of a woman that was killed. She was 21 years, she was 20 years old. Woman killed after her vehicle pulled into his driveway. What's going on, man? What's going on that y'all just got to be licking shots at people that just show up to your house? What the fuck is going on? What are you doing? What kind of life are you living? Who do you think you are? Relax. Are you in witness protection? Are you in witness protection to be doing all this? Are you hiding from a dangerous group that's going to try to kill you to where you got to shoot people on your porch and in your driveway just because they pulled up? What are you doing? Who are you hiding from? The mafia? The cartel? Did you steal money from another state? Now you're hiding now? What are you doing? Why? 
I don't get it. Why are you that on edge in life? To where you got to lick shots and anybody showing up. I get it. We don't like people popping up. But you ain't got to kill nobody. Come on, man. And we get it. You got guns. You think you're tough. You think you're tough because you got guns. It's my property. It's my right. You, y'all love that shit. Y'all love saying it's my property. It's my right. You come on my property and said no trespassing. I can kill you dead right here just because you own my property. Y'all... Y'all love that shit. You love it. I'm shooting anybody that pulls up. Why? Why is it like that? What are you hiding? What do you think is going to happen to you if people just show up to your house? Who's after you? And I get it. It's crime out here. Some people show up and burglarize you. I get it. Home invasion. That happens. But that's not the majority of occurrences. Everybody pulling up to your house ain't going to bust up in there like the SWAT team and take your ass out and take you for all you're worth. Why are you this on edge? What's going on in your mental? See, you're letting them guns go to your head. You think you're big shit because you got pistols and rifles and shit. You think you're tough. It makes you tough. It makes you feel like somebody because, yeah, yeah, I can, I can shoot you right now. It gives you a power trip because, yeah, you got these dangerous weapons that can, that can take a life. You, you still ain't shit behind the trigger. Anybody can pull the trigger and kill you. You can get killed from by a five-year-old. Five-year-old can take you out with an AK-47. That don't make that kid tough. That kid don't know what he's doing. You're not tough just because you got mad guns. You're not John Wick. And John Wick is fictional. It's a fictional character. Relax. Sit your ass down and Relax. It's cool. I get it. You want to be you want to be safe. You want to take precaution. I get that. It's wild out here. There's some dangerous people out here on the streets that are willing to come to your home and do you harm. I get that. But use caution. Look through the peephole. Talk to somebody. Hey, what you do? Who you looking for? Oh, I'm looking for such and such and so and so. Oh, you got the wrong house. Oh, okay. See how easy that was? See how easy that was. People living to see another day. You saw that black boy on your porch, and you probably just pulled the trigger. It could be a racial element there. I don't know this man, Andrew Lester, but I don't like his face. I saw his face. I was like, you know what? You look like somebody that would do this. I ain't like, and he was old? Let me tell you something, man. I know this is going to rub some people the wrong way, and I'm sorry, but this is just, this is just a knee-jerk reaction for me. If you are a certain age and you're white, if you up there in your 80s and your 70s, I'd be kind of like, prove to me that you ain't racist. And I know that's a horrible mindset to have, but it's just like, I'll be pushing through that mindset. I'll be like, do you like blacks? Because you was around in a time where it was just, you could freely not like black people out here, and it was cool. It was accepted. It was the rule. In the 60s, the 70s, it's like that picture of Jerry Jones at that when he was a, a high school kid, and there was some racial discrimination going on. He was in the mix. Prove it to me, Jerry Jones, that you wasn't in on the, the, the bigotry filth that was going on in your day. And I know, man, I don't, I don't want to have these thoughts, but these are my honest thoughts when I see you and you old and you've been out here. And I'm like, what was you talking about in your youth? Were you kind to black folks? Were you accepting? Were you understanding? Did you ever say some wild shit on some bigotry shit? Because it was in. It was accepted. It was the norm. What was you doing? I don't know. I can only take you at face value right here, right now. And I could be mistaken. And it's just my thought. I'm not going to treat you with disrespect. But in the back of my mind, I just have to wonder, like, yo, was you on that bullshit back in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s and the 70s? Where are you from? Where do you hail from? Oh, you from the South. Oh, 
You from the side. Man, I don't know, man. What was you doing? And it sucks because I'm judging you. I'm prejudging you. It's prejudice. It sucks on my part to automatically just be like, I don't know, man. What was you doing back then? It's like you got to earn my trust because I don't know you like that. And it sucks. And I hate it. But it's just an honest feeling. It's just like, man, because it was a different time then. So I, I look at this man that shot this little boy just because he was on his porch, just because he went to the wrong house. You shot him. You tried to kill this little boy. Thank God he survived. Thank you, Lord, he survived. They sent him home. He got shot in the head. You know how devastating that is to this young man, to his family, man? For what? Because he went to the wrong house? It's ridiculous, man. So now I'm looking at you like you did this shit on purpose, bro. Prove it. Prove it. Shout out to D.C. Irving, man. Prove it. Prove what your intentions were. And I don't know. I don't know about this young lady that got shot in the driveway. She was in the driveway. 20, 20 years old. White woman. White girl, man. 20? Come on, man. What, what, what kind of life we living in? Calm your paranoid ass down. Put your pistol up. But I get it. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get the I don't get the power trip with the guns. I don't get it. I'm a gun owner. I have a gun. I got a pistol. I got one pistol. It didn't change my my outlook on life. It doesn't make me feel tougher. It doesn't make me feel like, oh yeah, you better not mess with me. I have zero feelings like that just because I have a gun. I just know I have a weapon that I can protect myself with and my family with if shit goes down. That's it for me. That's it. Just in case, just in case it goes down, I have something that I could I could work with just in case it goes down. The pistol's right there. I keep it close right now. It's close. You bust up in my crib, I can get to it. And then, hey, man, what you doing in there? And I still, I'm, I'm going to still give you a chance. You come up in my crib, I'm going to still give you a chance. If I hear you downstairs, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I don't know who in here, but I got the pistol. Don't you bring your ass up here. I'm going to give you a chance even in the moment. I don't want to kill I don't want to kill you. That doesn't, that doesn't excite me. That, I'm not getting my rocks off on murder. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want that on my spirit, on my soul. I don't want it. I don't want the bag. I got enough baggage in my life that I'm, that I'm dealing with that I'm already carrying. I don't want the murder of someone also on my soul and my spirit. Regardless, regardless if if they were there to harm me or not, I still have to carry the weight of I took somebody's life. It was gonna be me or them. I'ma choose me, of course. I'm a I'm a I'ma blast you. But then I still got to deal with the weight of I just took somebody's life. I've never done that before. I've never been in that position. I don't know how I'm going to carry that. I know I'll carry it because I, I, I found out in recent years that I'm stronger than I thought I was. So I'm sure I will carry it. But let me tell you something. That's something I do not want. So I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to be like, hey, man, whoever's downstairs, I got some rice cakes in the cabinet. Take the rice cakes and get the fuck up out of here, Shelly. I got the pistol up here. I got rice cakes down there. I got like uh, I ain't got a lot down there because you know, I I, I just I just I just had a breakup, so the food is slim in the house now, man. I got apples down there and some and some brown rice cakes. Take the I got some I got some old granola bags that I ain't really been I ain't really been mess, messing with because I don't I don't like the stats on take take the granola. I got some tea in the cabinet. I got some good teas in there, man. If you need something for your voice, take the teas to get the fuck about it. If you come upstairs though, if you come upstairs, I'm shooting you in the hips. I'm gonna aim for your hips. 
But don't, please don't come up here. Do not come up. And I got the advantage, okay? I got the advantage. I know the layout of the crib, and you're going to be coming from the underneath. I'm elevated. Don't, don't come up here. Don't take my PlayStation, but you can grab, you can grab, I got Taboo down there. Grab the Taboo and 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 the and the, what I got, Uno, I got Uno down there. Grab that. Grab that and get the fuck on the body. I got some basketballs down there on top of Serene's old gym bag. Grab the basketballs off the top of the gym bag, but don't take the gym bag because my son's stuff is still in there and he passed away. So I'm kind of holding on to that. Don't take that. Because you can take the basketballs on top of that. I'm not sure what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? But don't. I got DVDs down there. You can grab any DVD you want. I got a nice collection of, of DVDs. I got I got some I got some quality movies down there. Grab the get the get the special edition of Big Trouble in Little China. Grab that. I got the Back to the Future trilogy as well. Grab that and get the fuck on up out of here, man. But don't come upstairs. Do not come upstairs, man. I I, I will I got the pistol. Don't take my cats. Leave them cats. They, they get on my nerves. Don't take the cats. Don't take that litter box either. You better not take that goddamn litter box. That shit is expensive. Don't take the litter box. All right? And, and get the hell on up out of here, man. Take the car. Take the car. It's fully insured. Take it. Take the car, but do not come up here. I'd rather you take Sincere's car than mine, but you know you know what? Just, just, just grab it. Just take it. The keys are down there. Don't come up here, though. Do not come up here, man. I'm going to shoot you right in the collarbone. Don't come up here. Do not come up here, man. You know what I'm saying? You see those deflated balloons I got on the couch? I got those on the couch to keep the cats off the couch. Grab those deflated balloons and get the fuck on up out of here, man. Get the hell up out of here, Sheldon. Don't come upstairs, though. Anything, if you want some stuff from upstairs, you ain't coming up here. You're not coming up here, man. So so if you're in the Jordan 1s, they up here. So you're not getting those because they up here already. But I got a pair of Jordan 1s downstairs by the front door. Grab those and get the fuck on up out of here, man. I got some slides down there, too. Get the slides. You can grab them slides, man. Get the Yeah, grab that. I got some tofu in the fridge. You can grab that. I got some that's already cubed, and then I got some you got to slice yourself. Grab any one of those. But don't come up here, man. I also got some green juices down there from Trader Joe's, man. I call them the serious business juice because it's not all sweet. It's like it's like kale and chard and, and spinach in there, cucumber, lime, mint. It's serious business, man. It's not, it's not real sweet, but it's for your health. Grab that. I got some beet juice down there. Get that too, man. Grab that as well. And get the fuck on up out of here, man. I ain't got a lot of I ain't got a lot of junk food in the house no more, man. I ain't got a lot. I got some uh some Oral uh Redenbacher. What's his name? Orville Redenbacher? I got some I got some 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 kettle corn down there. Microwavable. Grab that. T- take that whole box with you. I get the fuck on the body here, man. I'm I am willing to give an intruder that much time to come to a decision and not get your head blown off. I'm willing to do that. I'm patient. My heart going to be beating. I, I got my hand on the pistol, but I'm willing to do that because I don't want to take your life. I'm not itching. I don't have an itchy trigger finger. I don't have an itchy trigger finger, man. I'm not, I'm not ready for this. And I know this about myself. I'll kill you if I have to, but I do not. Please don't make me do this. And then I'll be talking about you on stage. I'm going to be talking about you on stage after that. If you bust up in my house and I give you this grand opportunity to not come upstairs and you come upstairs anyway and then I I kill you with the pistol, you going in my set. I'm a comedian. I talk about my life on stage. I'm talking about you. I'm like, yeah, man, he came up in there. I shot him in the hips. He kept it going, man. He kept it going. You know what I'm saying? And I, I I will take you out. And if you keep talking shit, I'm going to finish the job. Remember, I don't know if y'all watched Snowfall. Remember when Man Boy got killed on Snowfall? Man Boy died for 40 minutes. 
They they shot man boy. He was on the ground. He was like, yeah, Franklin. <laughs> I should have known you was gonna double cross. You ain't shit, man. You ain't built for this. Pat 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 pat. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Look at you. Just thinking you tough. Thinking you got the whole city on lock, huh? Since I'm out the way, huh? Yeah, but you couldn't take it on the one on one. Yeah, man, you soft. You was never built for this. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, uh-huh. You think you got me dead to rights, huh? <laughs> you were never shit. I never trusted you. That's why I was just trying to get the formula for the crack. Because I knew you wasn't worth a damn. You lucky, you lucky you had the formula. Because we was going to take you out regardless. Pat, pat, oh, oh, huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, man. You were never shit, though. That's the thing about you. I knew you were soft from the very beginning. See, out here in these streets, we, we, we was made for this. We was born in it. You wasn't born in it, Franklin Saint. Shit, man. You caught me slipping, but you had to catch me slipping. Because, oh, ooh, ooh, oh, ah. Ah, ha, mm-hmm, hey, but see, that's one thing about you, huh? You got other people doing your dirty work. You were never man enough to do any of this yourself. That's why you had to double cross. We shouldn't have never trusted you from the very beginning. You was just a means to an end. It was never about to, oh, oh, ah. Ah, ha, whoo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> you think you got me dead to rights, you think as you shot me 82 times that this is it, you think this is it for me, <laughs> shit, <laughs> I get shot for breakfast, I get an omelet, and then I get shot. Then I drink my coffee. And the coffee come out the bullet holes. And then I just wait for the next part of the... Oh! Ah! Ah! Oh! <laughs> when the next season start, I'm going to die in the next season. Not this one. Oh! <laughs> I'm going to die in the next season, goddammit. Hmm? Shout out to Melvin Gregg, man. <laughs> He had a slow roasted death. He simmered in that death, goddammit. No regrets. Ugh. Um It's a scary world we live in, though, man. Trigger happy. I just want people to relax, man. Please. Relax. We get it. You're tough. You got your little pistols. We get it. You're tough, huh? You're tough, huh? Because you got a pistol. You're tough. Relax, man. Sick of it. Tanya asks, what inspired you to pursue comedy? Um, What inspired me to do comedy is I wanted to be an actor. I was like, yo, I feel like stand-up comedians get noticed more on the film tip because, you know, they be doing shows, they funny, and they get they get they get looked at for roles. So that's what inspired me to do comedy. Cause I was like, man, I wanna act, I wanna be in TV and movies, and I feel like comedians get that extra look. And so let me try stand-up as a way to get on. And once I did comedy, I fell in love. Fell in love. Now comedy is my number one. Acting is number two. So that's what inspired me to do comedy. Um, and Tanya also asks, she's like, I know, you, I know you've answered this. And mind you, I've answered this question 87,000 times. But you're a patron saint, so I'm going to answer you anyway. My favorite comedian, I don't have a single favorite comedian. 
It's a mixture of Damon Wayans, Sinbad, and Jerry Seinfeld. Those are my three. Those are my three that influence me comedically. And so those are my favorites. It's a three-headed dragon. Um, Dionysia asks, if you won the lottery, would you still do stand-up? Yes. I would still do stand-up comedy if I won the lottery. If I won the jackpot, let me see how much the lottery jackpot is right now. California lottery jackpot. Where we at right now? Uh, how much is the California mega jackpot? Um, I don't know where we at now. Oh, this is old. Hold on. Where's the lottery at right now, man? What we looking like? Oh, so as of as of April nineteenth, twenty twenty three, two hundred and fifty one million dollars right now. If I won the jackpot, so let's say I won two hundred and fifty one million dollars, I'm gonna get the lump sum. Give me the lump. Call me call me Elgin Lumpkin. Lump me up, man. Lump me up. Give me, give me the two hundred fifty-one million. Give it to me. Give it to me at once. So that means they taking, they taking more than half that. All right. They taking more than half this. So I'm gonna probably end up with one hundred and ten million dollars. One hundred and ten million dollars. That's what I got. Lumped up, Elgin Lumpkin. So I got $110 million in the bank. I'm still doing stand-up comedy. For sure. Absolutely. Still going on the road. Still doing shows. Because I love it. I love what I do. Making people laugh. Because $110 million, man, you get so rich that you, you end up, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing shit. You just being rich. I don't want to end up where I'm just not doing a goddamn thing. I want to be doing something. You know what I mean? And making people laugh, that that fulfills me more than I think money will. Money, money only gives me a certain amount of fulfillment, honestly. Like it, I know it's cliche to say money ain't everything, but it's really not. It's really not. Money ain't everything. Money is not everything. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be able to buy all kind of shit and I'm gonna get a nice ass crib or cribs, plural. I could take some dope vacations. I could take some dope trips and have a beautiful home. And like, you know what I mean? Like I could hire a personal chef, but money is not everything. I'm going to still need some, some, some fulfillment in there. I'm going to still need some joy. I'm going to still need purpose outside of money. You know what I mean? So hell yeah, I'm still doing stand-up comedy. Tough. I'm all in. Having a good time. The pressure's off. My promo going to change. My promo going to change. If y'all don't show up, I'll just be like, all right. Sales was ashy. All right. So the promo is going to, the promo going to have less desperation on it. It's going to be less desperate than the promo. I'll be like, yo, man, I'm coming to Kansas City. One flyer, one post. Y'all can show up or you, or you, or you don't. I could care less, man. I mean, I want you to come. I want y'all to. I want y'all there so I can feel the energy. But if y'all don't show up, then I'll be like, all right. And then I might just only do certain cities. Then I might just only do the the big cities and just call it a day. So that so it's like, if you want to see me, you got to come to the big city. You got to make the trip. And then I'll just leave it at that. So I'll just do the major cities in America or like around the world or whatever. And then just call it a day. But I also like to do the hole in the wall joints too. So I don't know, man. I'm all in though. I don't see myself quitting stand up. 
Um, but who knows? Life is surprising. Who knows where I might end up? I might end up quitting stand-up one day. You never know. Uh, Salim Savid say Lim Savid. Oh, Salim Savid. Salim Savid. Do you have in the works or have you thought about putting out another special? I'm not really pressed for another special. I'm not really pressed. Um, I just want I just want to have a good set for you to come and enjoy when you see me live. That's my main focus. I just want you to see me live and just come and enjoy the set that I have there. I'm not really pressed for a special. I already have Tony Baker and Friends. It's available now on Amazon Prime or Gumroad. You can get that special right now. I already have Scaredy Cat that's on all platforms. You can get that right now. I already have a comedy album out. Um, you can see you can see my uh, real comedians, the social media set. So I have stuff out there already. So I'm not pressed for a comedy special, especially in this landscape where it's just like oversaturation of comedy specials. It's just like mm, I'm not that pressed, and I want the special to be right. Like I want it to feel and look right. I want it to. I want you to feel the energy of the of the night of the show. I want that to translate into what you're watching it on, because sometimes a live comedy show, it doesn't always translate to at home, like that energy, that vibe. You'd be like, man, I felt like it was more explosive live, and then you watch it back, and you're like, man, you don't hit the same. So I'm not really pressed for that special. Slarita asks, surviving the jungle for two months. For $1 million or survive in the most dangerous prison for two years for $10 million. So I can do two months in the jungle for a million dollars or survive in the most dangerous prison for two years for $10 million. So it's really about two months versus 10 years. I don't know, man, like, I don't think y'all realize how dangerous a jungle is, first of all. <clears throat> now, it might seem easier to survive in the jungle on the surface. Because you'd be like, man, the jungle ain't going to be that hard. I think the majority of you in here, the majority of my listeners, myself included, I've never been in the jungle. I've never been in the jungle. But what I've heard about the jungle is everything in that jungle is trying to kill you. And I assume if we going to be in the jungle, we in the jungle. I assume with this question, we ain't... We ain't at no hotel in the jungle. We ain't at no nice townhouse in the jungle. I assume we just living in the goddamn jungle with our wits. So that means I'm at the mercy of jungle food. It's, it's venomous animals all over that goddamn jungle. It's, it's insects, spiders all over the goddamn place. Ants. And this is every day for two months. At night, I'm out here, stuff crawling on me. It's going to be moist as hell. Everything in that jungle is dangerous. Oh. For, for $1 million for two months in the jungle? That ain't enough money, man. Let's talk about that. For two months? No tent? Do I have a tent in this in this jungle? Oh, I'm outside raw. Oh. I'm out. I'm outside raw. In the jungle. I I don't think I would survive the two months in the jungle. I don't think I would survive. Clearly, I would get yellow fever or malaria. That's all that's off rip. If I'm in the jungle for two months, there's no way I'm in there raw. There's no way I'm surviving against the mosquitoes. There's no way. I don't have a chance. There is no chance I'm surviving in the raw jungle 
with the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes are the ones that's going to get me. I might get lucky enough not to be bit by a snake or rub across one of them poisonous toads where if you just touch their skin, you're done. It's going to be tarantulas. In, but the mosquitoes, there's, there's no escape. The mosquitoes got my ass dead to rights. The mosquitoes got my number. They got my, they got my, they got my social. They got my routing number. They got my address. They got my passwords. There's no way I could escape from the mosquitoes. So in two months, I'm dead from the fever. Malaria and yellow fever, I'm done, son. Done. I'm out of here. So I feel like I would have a better chance in prison. I feel like I would I would just have a better chance in prison for two years. At least I got some 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 coverage, some shelter. Maybe I can maybe I can make some good connections in this prison. Maybe I can avoid beatdowns and maybe I'll just get into a few fights. Maybe get shanked in the thigh muscle. Maybe shank them up underneath the rib, but you know, I can hang up in there, man. So yeah, I can't do the, I can't do the jungle. So I'm gonna go with the prison for ten million for two years. Um, y'all see the prayers going up. Hold on, let me see what's going on. Candid Cammy two one five just wanted to say thank you, Tony, for the last found out that due to complications I have to terminate my pregnancy at three months. What are some ways to help with loss and grief of a child? Can oh man, Cammy, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, damn, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, my condolences. Um, man, I mean, for me, like, and I'm not really comfortable with giving tips on how, how to handle grief because it, grief is very personal. It's an individual experience. It's like everyone handles grief differently. It's Grief is like fingerprints. Like I always say this about relationships and grief. They're like fingerprints. It's a, it's a, it's, it's an individual experience and everybody's reaction to the grief is going to be a different thing. Uh, man. For, well, for me, like, you know, I, I was, I was gutted and like, you know, I never got over the loss of my son. Never got over the loss. Never did. And I never will. I, I probably will never get over it. Um, I was thinking about that today during my walk. And there's, you never forget either. Um, and I know this is a pregnancy, like it's early on. So, so you haven't really establish a connection with your child like over the years to see to hear how they talk to hear their voice to to look them in the eyes to experience like their personality you never even had the chance to do any of that but you still feel this connection to this child that's that's inside of you growing and it's like now Feeling that as a woman, like feeling this child grow within you, that's an experience I can never know because you know we're we're men we we don't we don't carry children, so that's an experience I can't speak on. Um, but I I do know that there is a connection there because they are they are a living being, brewing inside of you right now, marinating, brewing, cooking up, and there's a connection there, a spiritual connection, uh a physical, a biological connection that men can only speculate on. And then to have to lose that child is just like, man, come on, man. So it's heavy. It's heavy, especially in ground zero when you first lose. It's heavy. You wonder You wonder to yourself, am I going to make it through this? Am I going to... And I'm going to like be able to keep going. Am I, am I going to be like when you wake up in the morning, you just want to go back to sleep permanently. Like when I first lost Serene, man, I wanted to die. Like I wanted to be gone. I wanted to be where he was at. 
I wanted to leave this existence. I I couldn't deal with the pain. I was just like, take me up out of here, man. Let me get in on where he's at right now to make sure he's good. Let, let, just let me go, please. I can't deal with this. That's what it was like. It was like, even though I was laughing and joking and, and able to form sentences and, and talk and eat, I was like, man, I can't survive like this from here on out. Get me out of here, man. Where he at? Let, let me go meet up with him and then, you know, y'all y'all be good. I'm going to just go where he's at. That way he's not solo out here. I wanted to die, literally. And I've never had that feeling in my life until then. Also, also when you know when you when you're in a lot of pain, like a physical pain, whether it be a toothache or like you recovering from a, a surgery, there was some times I was like, "Man, take me up out of here, shoulder. <laughs> this shit hurts." But at least with the physical pain, you can pinpoint the location. You you know, all right, the medicine's kicking in. We're like, man. Losing the child, though, it was just like, man, ah, take me now, Lord. I know that's cliche to be like, take me now, Lord, but that's where I was at. And I was like, please, man. But I was able to just keep pushing through. Like, day after day, I was just like, all right, well, I can't do nothing about it. Can't do nothing about it. I just got to take it. I'm not killing myself. I'm not taking myself out. So I learned to live with the pain. I learned to live with the pain on a daily basis. So it's just like a coexistence of me, myself. You know, my heart is broken. But I just, I just keep going. I get up, I feed myself. I pay bills. Take care of the house, feed the cats, you know, compliment people, make people laugh, exist. I laugh myself. You find things, you find things in life that bring you joy. You stay in that pocket. You watch certain things that lift your spirit up and, and make you make you feel better. And you can do all of this and, and still hold on to that hurt, but you can also. Still enjoy things, still laugh, still, you know, get things accomplished, still have a sense of accomplishment in whatever you do in your life. You can still, you can still have all of these feelings while being heartbroken and being hurt and carrying like, you know, grief. So, and that takes time though. It takes time. Every day is different. The grief is going to come in waves. You go out one day where you're just not feeling nothing. You're just like, man, I'm sad. I'm low energy. I don't want to get up. I don't want to move. And then another day, you're like, man, let's attack the day. Like today. I was having a great day. Until I see midnight broke my goddamn water warmer. I'm like, man, I was having a great day, man. I ran. I was doing the mileage. I got up early. I was getting after it. And then he ruined my day. But, man, the grief is going to come in waves. But don't deny the grief, man. Just take it. Take the wave. My friend Shantae, I remember talking to her because she lost her husband, you know. And I was just like, yo, man, how do you handle the grief? And she was just like, it comes in waves. But she was just like, just take the wave. Accept it. Let that wave hit you in the face and just take it. Don't fight the waves. You know how silly you look when you fight ocean waves? When you fighting the wave? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you fighting this wave? Take it. Let it hit you up, man. So whenever I have a grief wave of sadness and all that, I just take it. I just be like, mm, ah, here we are. And I have waves all the time. So, but I'm here. I'm still here. Serene's mom is still here. Sincere's still here. We still here. We still out here. Sabrina's still here. We out here, man. So I'm sorry for your loss. And it's tough. 
and it's always gonna hurt. It's always gonna hurt. But life continues. Sorry if that was a long-winded answer, but you know. That's what it is. But I'm I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I could be silly and, and distract you. That's what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> it's mid-wave. I'm going to be like, yeah, man, you know. Sucks. Why cats' booty holes always be out, man? Cover them shits up. Like, I'll be, I'll be like that mid-grief. Be crying with you. Just be like, yeah, man, it's tough, bro. But, and then the cat will walk by, tail up, booty hole out. And I'm like, man. Well, we got to see their booty holes every time they walk past. Why we got to do this, man? You just walk past with your tail down. And then you feel bad because if you see a cat walking with his tail down, that means either they're sick, they're scared. It's not a good look for the cat. You want those tails to be up because they're feeling good about themselves. They're feeling confident. But on the other side of the confidence and the good time, we got to see their booty hole. We gotta see they booty holes. And I know, I know it hurts. You know, life is kicking you down the steps, but man, cat booty holes be out here. It's tough out here, man. Mason Fitzhugh. Mason Fitzhugh asks. First of all, that last name, Fitzhugh. I love it. I'm telling you, Cammy, man, I made you laugh immediately because that's what I bring to the goddamn table. I'm going to make you laugh, goddammit. I did stand-up comedy at my son's funeral, man. This is all I got. I can't, I can't do nothing but. This is all I know how to do. I be crying. I be feeling it. But, man, I'm silly. Okay? But Mason Fitzhugh asks, Mason, how do you get that last name? Fitzhugh. Are you Irish? Is that Irish? Where does, where does Fitzhugh originate? Fitzhugh. Um, Mason Fitzhugh asks, would you rather play a hero or a villain in the movie? Give me the villain. Villain is more fun, man. The villain is more fun. I, you could just have way more fun with a villain. They can just, you know, you can, you can, you can really create your own shit by being a villain. Like you can create the mannerisms, how you gonna be, how you gonna carry it. Are you going to be a charming villain? Are you going to be a villain that's like, man, you kind of got a good point as a villain, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many layers to a villain that you can really grab. A hero, you kind of got the, you got to, for the hero, you kind of got to stay in a certain lane, but for the villain, you got so many avenues you can choose from. It's just more fun. And I believe that the stronger the villain, the better the product is. You ever seen a movie with a dry hero but a fire-ass villain? You still had a good time with the movie. But sometimes if you got a dope hero and the villain is vanilla, you be like, man, it wasn't a good villain. I wanted a good villain up in there. The villain, man. Give me the villain. And Candid Cammy, I want to say this to you. Don't get a chip on your shoulder because you've experienced a huge loss. I don't like people that had a chip on their shoulder just because they done, they done been through some tragedy. Don't be coming out here with the tragedy chips on your shoulder. Don't be thinking you better than us because you just suffered a huge emotional loss. Because some people do that, man. They come in here and they got the chip on their shoulder because oh, I lost a child. What you know about pain? Don't come in here with that energy. Don't be that person. Once you know about loss, don't come in here with that energy, man. People really be thinking they're better than people. 
You don't know what it's like. So, that ain't my fault. My bad, I ain't, I'm not out here losing, my bad I didn't lose a child like you did. But don't be throwing it in my face like you better than us out here with your tragedy. They be out here with the tragedy chips. Tough. I'm better than you because I've experienced real pain. You don't know what real pain is. I hate that. I hate that attitude. I hate that attitude. Or people come in with the with the comparison. Yeah, Tone, man, I hear you. I hear you lost your son, man. I know, I know what it's like. I had a dog, man. He was one year old, man. I had that dog for a year. We lost him. He got hit by a car, man. So I, I've been in your exact shoes. Then it might be all right to 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 pull your tragedy card on that. Like, hey, man, <laughs> this this ain't the same, man. Watch out. I know you're trying to connect and you're trying to find common ground, but this ain't it. Yeah, Tom, I know what it's like, man. You know, I I too have lost. We out here together, man. We we strong, huh, man? Look out, man. <laughs> but yeah, you ain't always got to come in with the, you know. Like if somebody I didn't know was opening up to me about some some loss that they suffered, I might not even bring up that I lost my son. I'll just be like, man, I'm sorry for your loss. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna come in with the I know what it's like. You know? It might come out in conversation, but I'm not going to be quick to, yeah, I lost my son. And here's, here's, here's what I feel. No, we, we talking about you right now. We focused on you. You know what I mean? Because it's all individual based. You know what I mean? Like I told Sincere, man. I told Sincere one day, I was like, yo, I just randomly hit him up fairly recently, probably a couple months ago. Like, I'm sorry for your loss, Sincere. Because his relationship with his brother is different than than me and Serene's relationship. So I told him he has a different loss than the one I had. Even though we both lost him, his loss is different because Sincere and Serene had a different relationship than me and him. So I was like, I'm sorry for your loss, Sincere. But yeah, just, just don't have the tragedy chips on your shoulder, man. Don't come in here thinking you better than everybody because you done suffered a huge loss, man. Look out. You don't wish that on nobody. And if they if they don't know, then they don't know. They don't understand. Anywho, uh, we're gonna end it on that note. Uh, it's hot in here today. Man, it's been hot. Me and the mirror been in here cooking. We in here, we we like juvenile in the high video. Remember how greasy he was in that video? That's how we've been in this studio today. And I'm just like, man, I'm cutting this episode short because I'm hot. Um, Cammy though, condolences and prayers to you. You know I'm going to be here making you laugh. Hopefully taking your mind off of it and, you know. And we can always talk about it, too. I ain't going to shy. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it as well. You know me, which uh, y'all done cried with me in several movie nights in here. So I already know what it is. Um, if you are in Kansas City, get your tickets early. If you are in Jacksonville, Florida, get your tickets early. If you are in Detroit, Michigan, get your tickets early. If you are Columbus, Ohio, get your tickets early. If you are in... Lexington, Kentucky, get your tickets early. If you are in Nashville, Tennessee, get your tickets early. Get your tickets early, y'all. I implore you, get your tickets early. Get your tickets early, please. Help your boy out, man. Help my stress level out. Get your tickets early. Let me make sure I didn't skip a city. I feel like I, 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 I feel like I missed one. Detroit, Nashville, Richmond, Virginia. Get your tickets early. Get your tickets early. And we and when we announce this Ball Brothers tour, get your tickets early. Philadelphia, 
Chicago, New York, Atlanta, Charlotte, D.C., New Orleans, Phoenix, Dallas. And one more, there's one more city in there. Get your tickets early. Get your tickets early, y'all. It's coming. Get your tickets early, man. Tanya, yes, I speak to Sabrina every day. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The balls are coming, y'all. Get your tickets early. Uh, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Don't forget to like and comment once the episode drops just to get that interaction going. I appreciate y'all. Shout out to the Chatsworth, my patron saints. I love y'all passionately in the shower, man. I super appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. If you are in the L.A. area, get your tickets for Tony Baker and Friends. It's April 24th. Get your tickets early, man. Get your tickets early. And uh, yeah, y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. Love y'all, and thank you for tuning in to another session at Verbal Garden.